This is the Hockey News Podcast. Hello, hockey fans, and welcome to the Hockey News Podcast. I am Edward Fraser, Managing Editor of the Hockey News, filling in for Matt Larkin, and as you'll see behind me, the graphic is higher mm-hmm. because I'm normal-sized. <laughs> so it's your head. <laughs> oh, Matt, Matt Hedburn. <laughs> I think Matt Hedburn is actually a prospect in the yeah, yeah. system. Um, to my left. Stage left. No, Ken Campbell, left. senior writer. To my right, Ryan Kennedy, also a senior writer. Belated congratulations on your promotion, Ryan. I think that happened about six months ago. Yeah. Probably yeah. nobody noticed. Yeah. I forgot to change my Twitter bio. You should do that. No, I did. I think Ken's eventually. Still, I did. Ken's still linking. At least the last time I checked, your no. bio is still linking to Campbell's cut, <laughs> which was the column name we used a decade ago <laughs> when I set up your Twitter handle for you. Yeah, I know, yeah. and so I don't know how to change it. Exactly, yeah. much yeah. why. Yeah. yeah. So, well, so maybe after if this, only you can if help only me out. you'd forget how to tweet, you'd save us a lot of hassle. Nice. As well. <laughs> I'm sure those columns still stand up though. <laughs> I'm going to guess it's the same. We You're just writing the same. I mean, fighting's bad. Junior players should get paid. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Center of the Hockey Universe TM. Yeah. 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 Sort of damn. Yeah, I've got a, sort of damn got a few yeah. hobby horses. <laughs> Steve Bernier breakout season coming. In case you couldn't tell, uh, we might be a little silly today on the yep. podcast. Um, we are, is this the third one? Yes. It is. Okay. It is. Uh, third of our divisional previews. Uh, today it's the Metro Division. Um... Do we go top to bottom, Stephen? We're bottom to top. Top to bottom. First, top to bottom. Okay, we're going to go top to bottom. So we're going to start the Washington Capitals. Um, we, we run through the bur- three burning questions that we covered in our Need to Know issue, which is uh, out on newsstands now. Great cover shoot with the Hughes brothers on there. Good story by Mr. Ken Campbell in there. You got a bit of a uh, ooh, I guess I you 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 en- you enjoyed spending your time with the Hughes. I, I really like those kids. Yeah, I, I like all three of them. I was trying I, to I, avoid I, you saying something like that. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, no, I uh, I think I think all three of them are pretty cool. Yeah, and and the the it's funny because the funniest one is Luke, the youngest one, hmm. and uh, he's he's a hoot. That kid's a hoot. He's really funny. And he'll, he'll be playing for the the NTV. program the for the program. next two years, and yeah. then we'll be draft eligible. Where's Luke and, and Michigan? If he gets if he gets drafted in the first round, it'll be the first time that three. I believe the first time three brothers have he's been drafted the in the first round, round, isn't he? Well, I mean, he's two years out from his draft. Yeah, but I mean, based on how he's played so far, if if you yeah. were going to extrapolate, he would yeah, be yeah. a first rounder. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. All right. Um, the only thing we know for sure about the Metro Division is that Washington is going to win the Metro Division. Do we know that? Yes, we do. And I can't tell you how tickled pink I was to get four and a half to one on a bet for them to win the division. Because I feel like I'm already counting that money. Mm. Really? Okay. Washington is the class of this division. Let's not... I mean, the rest of the team, it's all kind of a mushy middle. But Washington, barring a major injury. um, The one question mark that this team has, I think, personally, is goaltending. Because Braden Holtby has not been the same over the past two seasons. Even in his cup-winning year, regular season, a lot of people forget. He lost his starting job, didn't even start the first two games of the playoffs. Oh, yeah. Correct. I mean, F- Philip Grubauer carried them that year for about 35 games. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, you're right. You're right. Is Braden Holtby still lead? I would say probably not. 
<laughs> yeah. Goaltending, sure NHL not. goaltending is a, in a very strange place yeah. where there's really only a handful of guys who you can say, yeah, that guy can take us to the promised land. He can be mm-hmm. good all season long. And I don't know if, I mean, on this Washington Capitals team, obviously we've seen that Braden Holtby can get the job done, and he went on a good run when they won the Cup. But as you said, Ed, the past two seasons, his stats have not been good at all. And, you know, like Mitch Korn's not there anymore in right. Washington. He's right. with the Islanders. And, and, he it, and he doesn't have the backup either. Like he doesn't have that. He doesn't that, have Grubauer. That, yeah, he doesn't have somebody that's an established guy at backup. Yeah. But I, I, don't think he ne- I don't think he necessarily needs to be elite. No, no, I don't. He just he just has to be good for this team. He just has to be good, and to get out in his division, and he's certainly capable, even to win the Stanley Cup. All he has to be is good. Yeah. Well, that's what they did two years ago, right? Yeah, Yeah. he was excellent once he came back in. Yeah. In that, but if you want to get past Tampa, anyways, I don't want to get. But if you want to get past Tampa, uh, a focused Tampa team, you're going to need to be really good if you're going to win a Stanley Cup. But in your division, Hmm. yeah, I mean, they have the talent elsewhere on their roster that. They should be fine. Like, we know they're going to be a playoff team, as you said, barring some sort of colossal injuries. But what will be interesting this season is, you know, how much do we see Ilya Samsonov, their top goalie prospect, who came over to North America last year, you know, learned the game in Hershey, uh, was very good in the second half. And I'm sure they're going to give him some looks this season, which will take, you know, a bit of stress off Holby's load, although they do have Copley as well as a more traditional backup. But I think that'll be an interesting storyline to watch is how much Samsonov do we see this year? Because we know that two, three years from now, he's probably going to be the guy. Oh, I don't think there's any probably. Yeah, yeah. 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 My, My only question was like, is there any potential that we see a Carter Hart type situation where he takes over this year. I don't think so. I think he could definitely benefit from another year. Yeah. But Copley, Copley's not going to be your number one guy. So if Holtby struggles, do you end up rushing, rushing the Russian? Russian no pun intended. Yeah. Oof, that was awful. Um, well, I mean, you got to win games, right? Like, sure. th- this is the thing, right? Like, it's all well and good to say you're going to load management, you're going to use load management with your goalies and you're only going to play them 50 games a year. But there's no. It's not like basketball. There are no. There are literally, and and when I'm saying literally, I mean literally. There are literally no gimmies in the NHL. Yeah. You cannot count on like you can't go in and say, yeah, we're playing Ottawa tonight. That's a W. That's right. You know, yeah. you can't. You can't do that. So you need your goalie to be at his best. So and and if Braden Holby's not, and he goes through a really bad stretch, then you may have no other choice than to put than to put. A guy like Samsonov in and see what he can do and see if he's the guy that can carry it the way Grubauer did a couple of years ago. Uh, speaking of uh, load management, that dovetails nicely into the second burning question, which is when will Father Time catch up with this team? You know, this is not, they've got some young talent on this team, but this is not a young team. Their core is getting up there. Yeah, all their best players are on the wrong side of 30 and. So far, it has not had an impact, with the exception of Kuznetsov. He's, and Tom Wilson. And Tom Wilson, and Tom yeah. Wilson, yeah. Kuznetsov and Tom Wilson being the exceptions. But when you look at Ovechkin, Backstrom, TJ Oshie, uh, well, and I suppose John Carlson as well. So half and half. How old is John Carlson? Um, you know, you're, you're looking close. at a team where, I mean, these guys are defying the odds. You, you look at Ovechkin now, and... Because he's such a 
big physical presence, he's been getting by and, and, and been very, very successful and still putting up a ton of goals. I, I think why this was a burning question was, okay, when does it stop? We don't, we don't really know. I mean, I guess it depends on Ovechkin's dedication uh, to his craft in the next five years and, and also just, you know, can he avoid injuries? Can Backstrom avoid injuries? You know, same with TJ Oshie. Can these guys stay healthy, which is a lot harder to do at this point in their career uh, than it might have been five, ten years ago. The only the, the the one thing I will say about their older players is is they're not the kinds of guys that you would like. It, it's going to fall off at some point because mm-hmm. it always does, and that's just what happens. But. You, you you get the sense with their older guys that they're pushing the envelope more than maybe some other guys. Like like Nick Backstrom isn't going to rest on his laurels. Yeah. You know, John Carlson's not going to rest on his laurels. Alex Ovechkin's not going to rest on his T.J. Oshie, for that matter. Totally. It, I mean, one day T.J. Oshie will just... Like break down and fall into a puddle. Right? Yeah, and become David Backstrom. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But it won't be because he's tired of working hard sure, you right. know what I mean like so the, I think that those, those guys have that going for them and I think there's still enough left in the tank for all of them that that you know you're looking at probably another couple of years before you see that big drop off mm-hmm. yeah the one issue is if it ever does come and even a couple of those big guys um, do drop off death is a question yeah, I think you know depth is already a question with this team, and they, you know I, I know that they've tried to resolve their bottom six problems over the summer, mm-hmm. but it, it is an X factor in what is uh, you know a, a, I don't want to say it's a tough division, but there's just a lot of uncertainty there, and you know if if you fall behind, that can be kind of tricky, but. You know, you look at Washington and they do not have a deep prospect pool because they've been going for it for right. so many years and they won. Mm-hmm. And as I always say, if you win it, doesn't matter. Sure. Yeah, exactly. The whole point was to win the Stanley Cup. Mm-hmm. You did that. You can be trash for the next decade <laughs> and your fans will always have the DVD. They will give you that leeway as well they should. So it was worth it. But there's going to be a reckoning at some point unless Washington is proactive with their future and and makes that decision at some point that they are going to be sellers instead of buyers that this is not going to be their year and you know I that's don't think not close. That's yeah, not that's close. Yeah, that's that's not now. Yeah, so yeah. you're going to see that uh for a couple more seasons. Uh I I thought they drafted very well this summer but they only had four picks. So that's mm-hmm. sort of the that's where we're at right now with Washington is that they got to have good scouts because they don't have a lot of bullets in the chamber. How do you, how do you feel jumping over the boards and you see Tom Wilson and Radko Gudis on the ice at the same time? Mm-hmm. Like, how do you feel jumping over the boards? Well, right? they, like, this is the team that started the movement back towards being physical. Right. And St. Right, Louis yeah. built upon yeah. that last yeah. year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, we all know new NHL. Can we really call it new a decade later? No. Um, you got to be fast. You got to be skilled. But Washington brought in the big and punishing into that as mm-hmm. well. And everybody Burley got helps. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's so, you know, I, I think that that's, that's a, you know, you bring up a really good point there is that they're, they're, this is a team to be afraid of. And Ovechkin is still a physical presence out yes, there as yeah. well. Yeah. People, people forget that that dude is big. Right. Ask Svechnikov. Really <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, it was funny because at the, uh, at the uh, Chicago, at the pre, pre, um, preseason media tour in Chicago, 
Ovechkin goes, yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm what I'm always, I'm, I'm, my weight's what it's always been, 260. We thought he said 260, but he uh. he had to be saying 216 because we were all looking at each other. There's no <laughs> way you're 260. No, right. He's like 216, 220, but, but he's Six, a three. big, he's a yeah. big, yeah. thick, punishing yeah. man. Yeah. Yeah, um, the Carolina Hurricanes. We have them picked for second. We're really just spoiler alert here. Um, <laughs> please still pick up the magazine. Exactly. Um, Carolina Hurricanes. This is where the question marks start in this division for me because Carolina could finish anywhere from second to seventh, as far as I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and the biggest question is, can the jerks recapture the magic? Yeah, and you know what's interesting is. Um, Justin Williams not starting the season with them. We don't know if he's going to come back, if he's going to do like a Tama Solani, Scott Niedermeyer kind of thing, or if he's just going to be content with retirement. But a lot of that magic was channeled through Justin Williams and his leadership, the storm surge celebrations, you know, Mr. Game 7, you know, a guy who had won before and had so much experience. I think the question now is, did that get passed on? Right. You know, did, did the did the locker room absorb right. all of that Justin Williams energy? Did the energy? grasshopper snatch the pebble? Exactly. The did is that grasshoppers that's don't have hands? <laughs> yeah, and and I think that's a big X factor. Is how how is this team going to react when they don't have Justin Williams there? I I think they still have a pretty good roster, but it's those little intangibles where you, you can't point to Carolina and say. Yeah, they have these superstars that can pull them through the fire. You know, like Sebastian Ajo is a very good player. They have a very good first line. A very good first line. Standing. Great defense core. Um, but, you know, you need those intangibles, and it's going to be interesting to see what this team looks like versus last year. Because you can't really do it a second year. Like, they can't come out and do the celebrations again. It'll feel forced. The jerks thing, yeah, people will still be wearing the T-shirts, yeah, yeah, but, but it's not. Yeah, but you've got, to, you've, got to, you've got to evolve from that, yeah. Yeah. right? So, you know, you, you're right. I mean, you can't take the league by storm more than once, right? Yeah. right? You know? But I, I like what they did. I like the Ryan Dezingle pickup. I, I really like the Eric Holla pickup. I mean, oh, I, think, I, 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 mean I, I think what they lose in Justin Williams, I think they're getting – more offense. They're more difficult yeah. to play against. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. now and now with Jake Gardner on the back end for a, a D that is absolutely I mean stacked, stacked yeah. with all Americans except for Hayden Flurry, I think. Oh yeah. Um yeah. And I mean there there is a question in goal though, right? Like that's but to me, yeah, and, and, and let's talk about that is you know, Morazic was good last year. They've lost McElhaney to Tampa. But to me, I think Reimer is an upgrade on McElhaney. I don't understand why people are, I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to, uh, you have I'm to respectfully disagree. On, I think I'll pass on that one. Curtis McElhaney has been an excellent backup the past couple of years. And like, like outstanding. Like when Morazic was hurt at the beginning of last year, McElhaney pulled them through. Okay, but just to be clear, we're talking about a backup goalie here. 
But yeah, but that's what that's what James Reimer is at this point yeah. in his career too. Yes, and that's what Curtis McElhinney was last year. But he was really good, and James Reiner, Reimer's had a couple of rough. James goals. Reimer statistically was one of the worst goal. goaltenders in the year. And now it's like, like I said, now you know, I mean, the days of the backup playing twelve games and going in for all those crappy teams is over. Yeah, okay, yeah. they need one. You got to win those games. You, yeah. you're, you're being looked at now to win those games. Mm-hmm. You're going to be in for thirty games, and you got to win. 18 of them, you know, or, yeah. or 20. Like, I mean, this is not, it's not the cushy gig that it used to be. Yeah, and I think, you know, with Carolina, the question is, you know, can Peter Mrazek stay healthy and stay at the top of his game? I think the good thing when they had McElhinney was if you had to go to him and say, hey, Mrazek's down, we need you to play six games straight, McElhinney could do that and he could win maybe four of those games. Maybe get you points in four or five of those games whereas with Reimer I think it's at that point in his career where you say "Eh, I don't know if I want James Reimer playing two games in a row right now right right see I disagree I think I think they wouldn't have went out and got James Reimer and there was lots to choose from on the backup goalie market Mm -hmm. Um, I think they could have got I think they could have had somebody else I think they believe in Reimer and I still think he's got good hockey left in him I mean Florida was abysmal defensively at times and and you know, as Roberto Longo, mm-hmm. like this, that was not a good hockey team no. for a lot of stretches. Mm-hmm. I, I think Reimer's got some good hockey, well, and I don't think they're going to struggle in goal. I don't think it's as much of a question. Well, I mean, goal. and I mean, Alex Nadeljevic won a Calder Cup last year. That yeah. he did. Is he point. is yeah. he just a really like awesome minor league player, and and maybe might struggle to to make that next jump? Because I think I mean, we, yeah. it, it feels like we keep waiting for him, and now we kind of have stopped waiting. I think he he's a he's a smaller goalie yeah. in a big goalie league, so I think he is one of those AHL tweeners yeah. where. Your best case scenario would be, you know, so could he be like Michael a UC Saros, like yeah. like not as good as UC Saros, but right, right. you know, right. in that ilk. Yeah. Um, Nino Niederreiter. Boy, they fleeced many on that, didn't they? Yeah, they did. Ooh, dog. Yeah, they did. All right, P. Paul Fan. Um, how good? Can he eventually get, or have we as good as he is, as good as as he's capped out now? As good as he is, come on! I mean, he's had time to establish himself. He's had opportunity. He's a good player. He's not a great player. Mm. He's a decent second slash third line player. Mm. That's how good he is. Yeah, but I think he's going to be. But I think Carolina Nino versus Minnesota Nino is what we're talking about here, And, and and I think Carolina Nino is. For real, you know, the 30 points in 36 games, you know, he, he's not the guy, but he can be a great secondary scorer for you, bring size to that wing. Um, and, and again, you know, you were talking about Zingle and, and Halla earlier, you know, Niederreiter fits into that mold as well. You know, guys that are not fun to play against, whether it's because they're physical or whether because they're fast or a combination mm-hmm. of the two. Mm-hmm. And I think that really augments the Ajos and Teravainen's on this team, and it's it's turning into a very interesting forward core, assuming you can get repeat performances from right. guys like Nita Ryder. Mm-hmm. Right. I, I just after some, you know, we we made these picks about a month ago, prior to, to the yearbook publishing. Um, it was it was tough to fight some of the teams that did sexier things in the off season. Mm-hmm. Um, Jersey, New York. Um, do we still like Carolina too? 
Like, do you, are you still comfortable with that pick? I mean, or is it one yeah. of those like, ah, it's as good as the any other of the four teams behind? Well, it is though. That's what it, in reality, yeah. that's what it is. Yeah, yeah. they're but one do, of the do, safer. Are we, do we, like, are, that's what I'm asking is, do we l- actually like Carolina? Yeah, because I think they have a very high floor, if you will, in terms of gameplay and okay. success rate. Where I don't know how high the ceiling is, but they have enough of a flushed out roster that it would be surprising if they fell apart. Mm. Like something would have to go very wrong injury-wise for them to fall apart. Up next, the Philadelphia Flyers. We've got them slotted third. Uh, The most burning question to me is, for really real this time? For real? (laughs) Is Philadelphia for real this time? I'm, yeah, I, I think it all starts to me, as we talked about in the magazine, with the defense. I mean, such a promising young defense core that we were all so excited about. It didn't really come together last year. I mean, the no. forwards, we know what those are. The goaltending, mm. we were assuming Carter Hart is going to be good, but can the young D get back on track? Well, yeah, I mean, they, they took a step back last year, particularly Provorov, you know, Gossa Spare also, mm-hmm. you know. Um, they, I think, and I, and I mean, it's hard to, it's maybe it's unfair to pin Philly's, demise on that but you expect your young players to make a better more more of a to progress and develop better than those guys did. expectations are so much higher on young players now because right. everybody's yeah. expected to come in right away i mean right. maybe not step right. in right out of well, the draft, and, and but especially- if you're in the nhl there's no growing in the NHL. Well, and plus, when you come in and do what they did in their first years, yeah. then that does set right. the table yeah, for yeah, those yeah. expectations. We've to be seen all, what they can do, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there was a body of work there that suggested that these guys would be really good, and they took a step back. But it's so. not just the high end young guy. Like, there's their whole defense core is pretty young, and they've got some younger guys kind of on the lower end too who, who have some expectations on them as well. Certainly, and that's why I liked their off-season moves to bring in Matt Niskanen and mm-hmm. Justin Braun. It's not so much what those guys specifically do on the ice, but it's the impact they can have on the kids around them. So as you said, it's not just Provorov and Gosses Bear, it's Travis Sanheim, it's Robert Haig, um, you know, Maybe Philippe Myers, maybe Samuel Moran, if, if if they make the trip up. I mean, there's a lot of players that are, you know, going to get a crack at this defense core if they can earn their way up. And having veteran guys who have been parts of successful organizations, I think, can really rub off on guys like Provorov and Ghost Bear. And that's why I really like these offseason moves. Is you're putting these kids in a position to succeed now, where You can take a step back and say, okay, things got a little bit off the rails there, but if you refocus, we know you have the raw talent and skill to be difference makers in a very positive way on this lineup. We have a lot of talent up front. We're probably actually getting deeper there. Get the puck up the ice, you know, do your thing on the power play, and we can really make a go at it and get back into the playoffs. Biggest offseason addition, though, Kevin Hayes. Um, He's getting... Maybe even first line center money. Yeah, he's uh, practically close. is is he a <clears throat> second line center? Is he a viable second line guy? You know what? I mean, he's always thought that he's been one, yeah. and he always kind of thought he was pigeonholed in that third line center in New York. But I mean, it was New York. You know, you had a chance. <laughs> that you, you told, a, that yeah. was not a stacked yeah, yeah, team yeah, by yeah, any means. Yeah. You had a yeah. chance to move up, and to me. The most troubling thing about this stuff is that 
Kevin Hayes comes into Philadelphia and he may not be any different of a player, but expectations will yes. have changed. Exactly. Right. There's going to be an expectation level there. 50 points ain't going to cut it. That's right. It's not going to cut it. Yeah. And he's talking, he talked about being like 1B, 1A, 1B with Couturier. I, I don't, I don't, see that mm. I see Couturier as one yes. and yeah. him as two yeah and and so yeah so but even at two he's gonna have to pre- he's had one fifty point season in his career and it was last year and he wasn't good in the playoffs I think you he make wasn't good. such a good point about the expectations because when I'm looking at that players don't change that's expectations right. yeah. change yeah. that mm. happens all the time I, I'm looking at him as like a 2B guy with Nolan Patrick more well, than being a one B guy. Well, and that's my question is what happens in a year or two when Nolan Patrick reaches his sort of prime, like when he gets really into the NHL and he gets his feet set. I mean, this is the second pick overall. This is a very good two-way player in junior. Yeah. What happens when Nolan Patrick earns the second line job? Right. Then Kevin Hayes is back on the third line or Or do you put Kevin Hayes on the wing? And then you're paying all that money long-term for a veteran guy on the wing? Like, Philly's a little bit lucky right now because they have a lot of young guys that aren't making that much money. Like, cap-wise, they're in pretty decent shape. And then, you know, they'll eventually lose some bad contracts as guys age out and whatnot. Um, I think Andrew McDonald's he is. off he's the out. books. He's off the books. Yes. Yeah. The Andrew McDonald there is over. He's on a PTO in Calgary. Sure. I think. Why not? I think, yeah. Maybe. <laughs> Depends on when this airs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So, uh, cap-wise, they're fine, but, I mean, it's not always going to be like that because you're going to have, you know, you had some bridge deals and a, a mixture of long-term deals, but you're going to have to pay everybody sooner or later, and Kevin Hayes is still going to be on the books. Yeah. I, I For mean, seven years. I guess it's a good problem to have. I mean, you win with depth up the middle. True. Um, mm-hmm. So, it's not bad. I mean, Kevin Hayes, if he ends up playing in your third line... He's an expensive option there, sure, but he's a good option there. He's an excellent third line. Yeah, 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 if, you, yeah, if he's playing yeah. on your third line, you're doing something right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the money is the issue, and mm-hmm. the expectations mm-hmm. is the issue. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, speaking of expectations, uh, Carter Hart, he's got a lot of them too this year. Yes. Uh, I know that you are confident he can be a true number one, yep. um, but should he be playing true number one minutes throughout the entire year? I think I would like to see him play about 50, maybe 55 games this season. And the bumper of those five games would be, is Philly in it Mm. at the end? Like, if you need to ride Carter Hart at the end to get into the playoffs, go for it. Because that's a great experience for him. And if you get in, and then obviously it's great for your team as well. I like that Brian Elliott's there because I always felt like Brian Elliott played his best when he wasn't the guy but he was kind of itching to get back into things. There was an opportunity yeah, yeah, for yeah. him to be the yeah, guy. Yeah, so it's sort of like, okay, well, you know, Carter Hart's there, but he's only a second-year yeah. player, and, you know, well, what if he needs support? That's when you get, like, the best Brian Elliott. <laughs> so That's if, true. If Brian true. Elliott ends up playing, like, 30 games and has, you know, like a 9-15 save percentage or something, I mean, that would be awesome if you're the Flyers. And if he can push Hart while at the same time nurturing him, I think that's fantastic for them. And if Carter Hart can play the way he did last year over that full season, I mean, we've been saying it for years. The only big thing Philly needed was goaltending, and it feels like they got it. 
Yeah. So let's like, let's see that show. It feels like this career hasn't gone there to die. <laughs> exactly. Um, the thing with Carter Hart, though, that I, that I think is different w- between him and a lot of other goalies in the NHL is I, I think if he has to play 65 games, he can, he can do it. Right. He's a younger guy. Yeah. Doesn't have the miles on his body yet. Mm-hmm. This will put miles on his body. But, but uh, you know, I mean, he's not a guy like Ben Bishop, you know, where right. you have to manage his load yeah. or, you know, Marc-Andre Fleury or, you know, someone like that where you, you really have to manage their load because of their age. Mm-hmm. With him, he's a, he's a young buck. He probably would love to be out there every game. And, sure. and I think he could probably handle it in the short term. Yeah, plus he gets to fly everywhere. These are it ain't like the bus trips from Everett to uh, Kennewick. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah, Lethbridge yeah, or wherever. Yeah. He'd be like, "We get to fly. This is awesome." <laughs> New York Islanders coming off uh, an absolutely shocking year, um, where they finished second in the division, swept the Penguins in round one. Um, it's still. I, I don't believe in them. I it was some kind of magic <laughs> that they were they pulled off last year. I don't know how they did it without Matt Barzell producing at eighty point rate. Um, you know, it was really winning by committee, fantastic defense. So I guess the question is well, and goaltending that that committee was the chair of that committee's the chair the co chairs of that committee were Robin Lanner and Thomas Grace. Mm. Chicken and the egg. Mm, no, 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 they were good. I'm not saying they weren't good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm saying they were good in large part because of the system and the defense that was in front of them. And Mitch Corn. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. And, and I, like Barry Trotz. The guy knows how to devise a winning system. He sure. knows how to build mm-hmm. around the team's yeah. strengths. Yeah. And he did that last which, year. Which I think, I think it speaks volumes that the Islanders let Robin Lehner go. That's my mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I mean that, 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 I think that speaks to where they think they are. Mm-hmm. And I think they think that there's a lot of goalies that could play well in their system. I think that they think that I think Stop. That just stop. Just stop. I, you know what I know and I don't think? <laughs> that they that they overpaid for Semyon Varlamov. <laughs> yeah, okay. that's the one part of the uh, the Islanders where it's like, oh, you, you'd really have Varlamov at this point in his career than Robin Lehner? Why, why, yeah. did, you, why did you why bring a guy it? in who was a backup to be your number one? Yeah, and what, I, what had he done to make you think? I mean, maybe Mitch Corn watches. Him. I trust in Mitch Corn. I trust in Mitch Corn yeah. and Mitch Corn's team. And if they say, look at him and go, you know what? That's a guy who I can bring back mm. to starter status. Mm. Okay, so I mean, I can't doubt this team. I think that's kind of why I, I put. I, I've got them in. Yeah. I just got them in fourth. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, I'm that's, that's, that's where fair. they feel. They're just that's a fair. very efficient team, and uh, you know I like the Derek Brassard pickup. They they get stronger down the middle, and yeah, I, I, yeah. Do they really? Well, I mean, really. I mean, oh, it's I mean, it's, they didn't give it. He's it, better. He's better than a uh, uh, Stephen Gianta was the center that they lost over the yeah, summer. Yeah. So, I mean, he's only expected to be a third line guy, and I think when you're in a situation like this where your system worked so well. Why, why mess with it? You know, they mm-hmm. they retained pretty much everybody except Robin Lehner, and they had a they had a big task ahead of them. Jordan Eberle, Anders Lee, Brock mm-hmm. Nelson. They had to sign all those pending UFAs. They got them all back in the fold. They let Lehner go. That might have been a mistake. We'll find out soon enough. But if it ain't broke, don't fix it, right? Boy, that is such a good point. Let just. How in today's day and age 
do you manage to get three UFAs to come back? Yep. That's amazing. Yeah. To the Islanders. Yeah, and it goes and it goes to that culture. You know, I went to Long Island. The year Island. after you lost the biggest free agent in history. That yeah. is, yeah. You know, that I is went to Long Island during the playoffs, and a lot of it was about the culture that Lou Lamorello and Barry Trotz were building there, but also the community that these players were exposed to. Now, Robin Lehner was one of them, and obviously, you know, he's gone, but, you know, Anders Lee just – the work he does in the community, the love that the community shows for him was big. And you look at Jordan Eberle, with that it was more so the team believing in him and, and him getting stability after years in Edmonton. You know, these guys, they they feel it and they like where they are. And it's no longer a case of guys taking the bus into Nassau Coliseum, staying at the Marriott that's right there, and then taking the bus out of town. Like, these guys are looking around. They're living in the different uh, little towns and hamlets that are there, and they're embracing that. And, you know, the Islanders have such a passionate fan base that you get that love back, and when you're winning, it, it's just so much better. And finally, a new arena is on the way. It just feels like they have a lot more to work with now than they did a couple of years ago, and they're doing it from the top down with with Lamar. My dr- my dream would have been to play for the Islanders because, like all those points, all those Marriott points you get, <laughs> that would have been awesome. Like every game day, you're staying and getting Marriott. Points. You would have just That'd they would have just given you a room. You were like you own room seven seventeen now. It's the yours. Ken, the Ken Campbell room. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, as much as this team is about the collective and as much as they, they used that to success last year, Matt Barzal needs to be better. I, like, he needs to produce more. I mean, you still need a guy, if you're going to have success, you still need a guy who is the man. Right. But do you? I, I, I think you do. Like, it was, That's the vexing thing about the Islanders is like, they basically said like, well, no, true. I mean, they swept a playoff series. You're right. And cups is cups. Is cups a wise, is cups. Is a wise Alex Ovechkin once said. That is right. One of our favorite quotes ever at the Hockey News. Cups, cups is cups. But they're on their they're they're in a good place right now compared to where they were just a couple of seasons ago. Like when would we ever say like, oh man, all the Islanders did was sweep the Penguins in the first round? Yeah. But what exactly. I'm saying is, if you're thank you 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 know you talk at about the culture and the and the system and everything, and I think Matt Barzell's drop in production was a product of that system where yeah, that where you, you you got you have to buy in you have yeah. to buy in it's like okay you're not going to get 80 points but hey guess what you're going we're going to make the playoffs and we're going to be good yeah. you know and and you're not going to be a good bad team player you're going to be a good good team player yeah but but in order I'm okay they'll get into the playoffs fine i'm talking about making a progression Beyond the first round, beyond the second right, round, to be right. a contender, right? To be a contender, you need a guy. Yeah, I mean, at least one. Uh, I, I, that's why I'm saying I think you know you can't count on Anders Lee to be a forty goal guy. I don't think he can year in year out. But Barzal has that elite level talent. He mm-hmm. can be an mm-hmm. 80, 90, 100 point guy. Mm. Not what the Boston Bruins want to hear. Right. True. The Boston Bruins passed on him three times in the draft. Yes. Um, so that's all I'm saying is in that regard, I think they need him to, I don't know if it's a matter of needing him to step up or putting him in a position where he can succeed. Well, he's Not in that be, position. He's our number one center. Yeah. You know? Right. But if you're saying that he's buying into the collective and that's costing him points, 
you need a guy who can. I mean, how many years? It's, it's tough to say with St. Louis now because they they they've won now. But how many years would you say we asked the question? If St. Louis needed a goal, right. who is the guy who you want with the puck on his stick? Yeah, and we all went mm-hmm. Tarasenko. I mean, eventually, yeah. he came yeah, around yeah, to be yeah, the yeah, guy, yeah, and they got yeah. other guys. You, yeah. That's why they won. I, I think the the answer for the Islanders is Anders Lee, set up by Matt Barzell. Because I mean, Matt Barzell is a playmaker at heart. That, that's enough. his thing. Fair so enough. I think I think that's your answer. Oh though. yeah, Barzell is. Uh, if he's ninety points, he's. 28 and 62 yeah, or something yeah, like totally. that. Yeah. Is that math, Chiku? Yeah. <laughs> um, I was told there would be no math. <laughs> <laughs> the Pittsburgh Penguins. We might look silly on this one. Uh, outside the playoffs. Yeah. Not if all five, not if, not if it goes five and three in the East. We have them outside the playoffs. Oh, yeah, we have them in fifth place, though. We do. Yeah, but, so, yeah, we, we, yeah. we've got Florida could win right. in on the other yeah. division. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. That's a good one. Florida, they're going to surprise. Yeah. Um, yeah. Ask Matt Larkin, hot take from how many episodes ago was that? Oh, uh, I don't know. He said Colorado and Florida. Colorado, Florida. Oh, that's yeah, right. Yeah yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I like it. Um, Pittsburgh, it, it's really just this team, <laughs> they don't have much other than their high-end talent. And they got rid of some of their high-end talent. Mm-hmm. Is this a team that is really better off without Phil Kessel? No. Nah. No. They might claim how do, that. How do you really feel? They might claim that defensively they'll be better with Kessel, but that trade, Arizona got the best player. Yeah. And I don't think we need to overthink things. You can talk about culturally what it means to Pittsburgh, but you still gave up a guy who is one of the most dangerous players in the NHL despite being a, a veteran who's yeah. you know played a lot. I mean, dude can still get 80 points. And the Penguins right now... And it's not just goals. This guy this guy is a such big, an elite, underrated elite yeah. puck distributor. Yeah. 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 This is a Penguins team. I mean, you got Crosby, you got Malkin. Jake Gensel can get it. Mm-hmm. What other forwards scare you right now? None. Yeah. Yeah, None. Chris Letang, and he is not a forward. He is not a forward, <laughs> but and can he can stay healthy? It. And yes, we'll go right into the next question. Matt Murray, which one is showing up this year? Huge X factor. Wow. It, it's funny. It's like uh, of the burning questions. I feel like a lot of them are true, like X factors. Where with Matt Murray, I mean, we know he has the talent, but does he have the consistency? Especially when it comes to his health. Well, he's got to get meat on his bones. Yeah, like Ryan Miller. Ryan Miller still get some have meat it. on his bones. That guy. Yeah. Like, I mean, I, I think that's a big part of it. Is he's just? I, I don't know if it's because think, he's got the metabolism of a timber wolf, like you right. always say, or <laughs> whatever, or he just can't put weight on. But yeah, I mean, you're, Ryan Miller's you're the same slight, way. Yeah, I saw Ryan Miller yeah. in the dressing room one time. And oh yeah, I thought he was sick. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I said somebody get this guy a doctor. But I think they just that a, a lot of the guys just prefer to to have that body type. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, Ryan Miller went downhill. I mean, we're not caught talking about. <laughs> Matt Murray going downhill at what twenty three? Yeah, yeah. Um, but the question is is whether he's lost his game a little bit, and and can he be can he elevate as the team in front of him gets worse? That to mm. me is the biggest question. <laughs> that is a very good question because he's going to need to do more 
in the coming years. Because, again, as we said with Washington, Pittsburgh does not have a deep prospect pool. It's one of the most shallow. Worst in the league. Worst in the league. It might be, yeah. It might be be 31 right now. Yeah, yeah, and it's because they were chasing cups, and they got their cups, so that's cool. It all worked out. But now you're going to have to deal with the ramifications because eventually Crosby and Malkin are not going to be two of the best players on the planet. Even at their age right now, they'll still be fine because – they were such phenoms. They're going to last longer than your average NHLer when it comes to their upside. Mm-hmm. But eventually, you know, 40-year-old Sidney Crosby, 40-year-old of Jenny Malkin is going to be something that you have to deal with. Brian DeMoulin, Marcus Peterson, Justin Schultz, Jack Johnson, Eric Gabranson. That's your top six beyond Chris Letang. Mm-hmm. That does not instill a lot of confidence in me. And that, to me, is exactly the Matt Murray question, is because mm. you're going to be facing a lot of rubble. Yep. Well, and I think structurally, you know, the problem Pittsburgh's going to have is you still have some dynamic forwards. How are they going to get the puck? Right. Well, the Chris Letang and Justin Schultz are, are lead puck movers. Yes, they are. They are. They are. They are. Yes, but but they have to. Get there's only it. two. Yeah, they there's have to two get of them. It. They yeah. have to get it. Yeah. So they have. It has to be dumped onto their side of the ice when they're on the ice, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then they have to get it. What happens? I mean, we saw a Jack Johnson, Erica Branson pairing in the preseason. What if that's a real thing? Yeah, that's that's got that's yeah, that's got potential, scary potential written all over it. That sounds awesome," said twenty nine other 30, 30 other teams. Like you, you have to think about this in a structural way. If you're the Penguins, is that you're not as deep as you once were up front, and your defense core. You know, I mean, we talked about Olimata getting dealt, and you know, Olimata may not have been a game breaker. But was he any worse than Jack Johnson or Eric Goodbranson? No, no. No, he was younger than they were. I'm not sure if that's a good metric to go by in the NHL these days. But I think you really have to consider, like, structurally, how is the Pittsburgh Penguins breakout going to look like if Latang or Schultz don't have the puck? That's a great question. Yeah, and the, the, the system, this team has been built. <laughs> Sid's coming speed. back to get it. <laughs> yeah. Fine. Well, that, 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 well, that's the thing. It's like if you're, if you're constantly having to have these forwards coming back and helping, you can't play that system that you've had so much success, that you had, mm-hmm. had mm-hmm. so much success with a few years back. So that, to me, is exactly why we've got the team. And I, I I was in favor of this pick. I don't think they're a playoff team at this point. It's a weird thing to say mm-hmm. for a team that is sports, two of the top ten players in the NHL. But that's it. They're basically, excuse my language, they're basically looking a little bit like Edmonton East. Mm, no, they're not. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, let's, let's come on. Let's. I mean, there's hyperbole, and then there's like just... You're blowing it out. You're, you know what? Come on, Ed. <laughs> They've got two high end players. Ah, three. They've they got, got Gensel. Yeah. Okay, Gensel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> but I'm saying they're starting to look a little more like Edmonton than they are like a contending team. Well, they're going. They're, they're, they're the needle's going in the other direction. Yeah. Without question. Yeah. Without question. I, I, I don't think, and I don't think it's going to get better before it gets worse. Because you've Correct. got nothing to you've got nothing to send away 
to get assets back. And and, mm. and I mean, really, you can't not be going for it when you have those two guys on your roster. Yeah, that's right. You can't. Well, to me, it's it's a matter of you you have to do something a little bit like San Jose did. You take a, a take a little bit of step back. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. a year or two. Yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah. And assuming Malkin, you know, Crosby's going to be that for life. life. Yeah. Malkin will see. That's a question mark. But if those guys are willing to take that, okay, it's going to be a couple years struggle. It starts now. Then we're going to rebuild. And San Jose, masters of rebuilding mm-hmm. on the fly. Yep. True. The New York Rangers, uh, full rebuild mode for the past couple of years. Um, looks like the rebuild's over. Uh, an amazing amount of young talent that they've accumulated over such a short period of time. Um, a little bit of luck involved in that, but uh, mm-hmm. that's fine. Put yourself in a position to succeed. They deserve a ton of credit. Um, but there's still some veteran talent there, and they brought in some veteran talent. Yep. So exactly when do the kids take over in full force? Well, I think it's going to come pretty soon. You know, even br- you bring in a guy like Jake Trouba on the defense, but you also have Adam Fox coming up. I mean, this rebuild was very deep, very thorough, and, you know, GM Jeff Gordon has put them in a great position to succeed, and, you know, you were alluding to the luck of the the draft lottery where they got to pick Capo Caco second overall. You know, I I saw Caco and Vitaly Kravtsov and Adam Fox in Traverse City at the the Prospects Tournament in Michigan uh, a couple of weeks ago, and... You know, like Kako had four points in a four-three victory, including yeah. the overtime winner where he was that the one where he just wrapped around the net twice. Everybody, yeah, 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 he was just playing a yeah. game by himself. There yeah. happened to be other players on the ice, <laughs> um, but I, I think you're going to see some some impact plays right away. Now, the thing is, is it going to turn into a lot of wins immediately? I don't know. I think this is going to be a super fun team. I think a lot of games are going to be of the 5-3-6-4 variety. They will win some of them. They will lose some of them. Mm -hmm. I don't necessarily assume that the playoffs are going to happen right away, but they're building a great foundation here. And because you have guys like Truba that are uh, coming in, Veteran-wise, you still have Mika Zibanejad up front. Um, you know, you have Chris Kreider still up front for now, at least. You know, we don't know what Until kind of moves are going to happen. Until the trade deadline. I mean, and that's how you do it, you know. Yeah. You sure. build to the next generation. I think we're going to see good minutes right away for the high-end kids. And then for some of the other youngsters, they still have to earn their place. But the opportunities will be there for... Philip Heedle, Brett Howden, Leah Sanderson, mm-hmm. you know, Libor Hayek on the defense core. It's all about these guys battling and learning to become NHLers. And I think that internal competition will really drive them. And it's going to be great for everybody in the organization. Yeah, I mean, depending on how they deploy CACO and what they do on the right side of that top line, it'll, it would be an interesting thing to see a top line of Panarin, Zibanejad, and Kako, wouldn't it? Mm. <laughs> They've got the right coach, too, to kind of mold this young core. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, David Quinn is a guy who knows how to work with young talent. He does. Had a very successful career at Boston University. Uh, taught a lot of future NHLers. And I think what we've seen so far, you know, he's been in the NHL for a couple of years now, is that... He's good at reading those guys. He's good at working with the kids and coaching them up. Mm-hmm. And he's going to have to continue doing that for the next couple of years until everybody gets kind of solidified. But, again, the, the table is set. Next burning question is, is Jacob Truba. Is he a true 
number one defenseman. I, I believe he is. I believe he is. I mean, we talked about Kevin Hayes being stuck in that number three spot in Philly, but like he, like Truba really was stuck behind some yeah. some pretty amazing talent in Winnipeg. And and I think now, given the chance to be on that right side, to be the number one guy, to log the minutes. I mean, he's he's proved that he can play in all situations. He's a good shutdown guy. He moves the puck decently. Can play both ends of the ice. I I I really do expect him to develop into that alpha male on the blue line. Yeah, and you know, things are pretty clear cut. If you look at New York's lineup right now, they still have some vets, your Mark Stalls. You know, yep. you have some other young guys like Brady Shea who happens to be a very good friend of Jacob Truba's, if not his best friend. Uh they might even play together as a pairing this season. It'll be interesting to see if that sticks. You have the young guys like Fox and Anthony D'Angelo and Leroy Hayek, but it feels like it's set up so that Truba has that clear path to be the number one guy. He's at that prime time of his career. He wants to prove he can be that guy. And I, I think it's laid out there for him where you know we saw a big uptick in points last year. I believe he had a career high yeah. with the Jets. This is his time. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, I mean, I think there's something to be said, too, for knowing where you are and where you're going to be. I think for the last couple of years, Jacob Truba hasn't been where he's wanted to be and mm-hmm. hasn't. And there's been a lot of uncertainty surrounding that. A lot of it created by him. Yeah, um, yeah. But, but I mean, now he knows where he is. He knows where he's going to be for the next uh, number of years of his career. And I think there's, you know, a certain amount of comfort that you can gain from that. And, and it probably will translate over into, you know, into his play as well. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we've heard a lot about Adam Fox. Maybe a little too much for a guy who's never played an NHL game from the Flames to the Hurricanes. Um, what is Fox's ceiling eventually? Not this year, mm-hmm. down the road. Like, is he a top pair guy or are we just kind of... Because there's been so much here, but eventually you just kind of start to think, oh, this guy's got to be pretty good if we keep talking about him. Yeah, I would say that the ceiling would be like a Ryan Ellis. Okay. Yeah, yeah so is Ryan Ellis a top-pairing guy? Yeah. On some teams he would some be. Maybe he's on, on Nashville. He's on. He isn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, if you're on one of the best defense scorers in the league, then maybe you're a three. Mm-hmm. Uh, but and in a very, very good three. I think that's what Adam Fox is. He's, um, you know, he's a bit undersized. You know, in Traverse City... Guys were getting under his skin, playing physical, getting in his face, and and that proved a little difficult for him. He'll adjust to that, obviously, mm-hmm. but, I mean, that's going to probably be the book on him in his rookie ah. season. But the puck carrying, the power play power play quarterbacking is, I mean, right at the top there. It's He has elite skill when it comes to that essence of the game. I, I don't think that him spending a year in the American League would be the absolute worst thing in the world for anybody. True. Yeah. Or even just a stint, really. Yeah. 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 yeah, I don't think that this is a team that should blow its brains out trying to get into the playoffs. No. I think no. it's, it would be good for the youth to have to be in the hunt. Sure. If you're not, that's okay, too. Mm-hmm. I wonder, you deal away a few of the guys, yeah. you get some more assets, next year you take a real run. I wonder if this is one of those teams that like starts out like a house on fire, and it's like, oh, man, look for the Rangers. And then eventually they kind of fade, but at least they're still in it totally. at the end. And and then you say, well, it was a good experience. You learn the ups and downs. You learn how long an NHL season really is. Mm-hmm. And then you take that into the summer and say, okay, well, where do we go from here? Henrik Lundqvist. Um, he's going to be a Ranger for life. I don't yeah, think he's we, going we anywhere. We know that. We yeah. know that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But really, how much 
should we see the king between the pipes? Oh, see, this is this is a real. Um, it's, it's either a conundrum. a conundrum or a dilemma for the Rangers. It's a conundrum wrapped in a dilemma. Yeah, yeah. But, but, yeah, I mean, he started out great last year. First couple of months of the season, he felt good. He looked good. He was he doing pretty well. He always looks good. And then, and then, yeah, he always looks good. And then, and then things really dropped off for him in, like, the January, February portion of things. And I don't think it was... A whole ton of fun for him, and mm. meanwhile, you've got a guy that's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> you, oh, you got Georg- two guys. Yes, Georgia's pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. Um, so I, it's funny because you know you wonder what at what point it becomes a situation where it hinders your development. Mm. That yeah. you've, you know, I mean, you're not going to let the king, you know, languish, right? So Doesn't look gonna, good him sitting on the bench. Yeah, so he's he's going to want to play. He always looks good sitting on the <laughs> <Yeah>. bench. <laughs> he's going to want to play. Yeah. Right? So How, How's this for a breakdown? Henrik Lundqvist, 32 games. Georgiev, 30 games. Igor Shosturkin, 20 games. Mm. Yeah. That's about right. Yeah. That feels about right. Yeah. Maybe... You still Lundqvist then, is not happy, well, but you still played the most games, though. Yeah, still the most games. Yeah. You know, and Chesterkin just up and down between Hartford exactly. all the time. And exactly, like, he'll be the one guy that we get the emails every day. Yeah, yes. The Rangers, <laughs> Rangers, the Rangers and Chesterkin to Hartford, and then the next day Rangers recalls Chesterkin from yeah. Hartford. Yeah. yeah, so yeah. he plays twenty games with the Rangers. Yeah. He plays like thirty games with the Wolfpack. He starts to learn English, you know, learn, yep. you know, gets a driver's license, figures out, you know, how quick the boards are over here, that sort of thing. Shesterkin, 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 or uh, we don't have those letters in our alphabet. Yeah, I was gonna say, or or Gorgiev. Yeah, who's I think it's who's Georgiev. Georgiev? I think Georgiev. I think it's a hard um, G. Yeah. Who who do you think has got the inside track for future number one? Shesterkin. Yeah, yeah, still. Yeah, he was no, one of the no best. Doubt. Yeah, yeah. I mean, okay. Georgiev has been. I think he's played well above expectations because there. I don't think there were any expectations. Sure, yeah. um, but Shesterkin has been one of the best goaltenders in the KHL for several years now, right. and he's still so young. Um, there's so much potential in him. If he fulfills even like ninety percent of it, he's going to be a good NHL starter. Any any more than that, he could be an elite NHL starter. Yeah, see, that's and that's to me almost more than any of the guys on the roster. That's the, that's the prospect to be most excited about. I mean, that's like, interesting. I mean, that hard to go just, hard to go against Kako. Yeah, fair. I mean, yeah. but okay, I know what you're saying because of the goaltenders, yeah. the importance yeah. they have. Yeah, I, mean, I get you. That's yeah. I mean, Kako is more exciting, and he's the now. Yeah, but long term, you've got a Hank replacement. You do. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. huge. Yeah. Yes, so many goal. How many teams can you say? Ah, you've we're got, okay. You've right. Got your, you've got we're your fading, number one set. that's huge. Yeah, um, the New Jersey Devils, another team, made a couple of moves this offseason. I don't know if Just you heard. Yeah, 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 yeah. They Jack Hughes in the mix, number one overall pick. PK Subban. Eh, it's debatable whether or not that was a good move or not. We can get into that. Um, so the burning question. You're just, out this, you're just throwing out the hot takes. All the <laughs> I'm just asking questions. Yeah. I'm just a host. I can't give opinions. Ah, yeah. They got PK Subban for nothing. <laughs> That's a good move. It's a good move. Okay. <laughs> How many teams has he played for so far? Three. Number three. Yeah. Okay. Um, 
He's got a Norris Trophy. He does. I can't say anything. He's got a Norris Trophy. Yeah. The, I riddle me this: When was the last time you could say, "Geez, I'm really worried about the New Jersey Devils' ability to play defense and keep the puck out"? <laughs> yeah. Like that's what we're going to be saying about this team well, this year. It's going to be like, "Well, yeah, we know yeah. they can score, but right. can, they, can, can they defend?" Yeah. Bizarro what? world. <laughs> yeah. And that, and that that is the first burning question: Is this team is going to be fun? Yes. But is fun and successful the same thing? It can be. I mean, Vegas has done it, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, Vegas has Mark Andre. Yeah, yeah. I know, I know, I know. But but they have, you know. I mean, they've they've Vegas has, you know. There there's been a clear intent to play an up tempo style that's entertaining and be good as well. Sure. I mean. Yeah, I mean, who would have thought this a couple of years ago, right? Well, they don't have Vegas's roster. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, dude, yeah. I'll tell you one thing. Yeah, the yeah. New Jersey Devils ain't the Vegas Golden yeah. Knights. <laughs> I mean, they got Gusev from Vegas because right. Vegas couldn't exactly. keep Gusev. I mean, the, they've made a ton of additions. Wayne Simmons, mm-hmm. again, I, mm-hmm. uh, another debatable pickup. But, um, All he has to do is stand in front of the net. Yeah, it's true. We're yeah. not ex- at this point in Wayne Simmons' career. Like we're not expecting that much. Yeah, yeah. But punch Tom Wilson in the face. Yeah, stand in front. Of well, the and t- John Hayden will do that too. He'll be true. like, he'll be like, uh, Tom. Yeah, uh, don't go near Jack Hughes. Okay, yeah. leave Jack yeah. Hughes alone. Yeah, the boy, leave the boy alone. <laughs> so you've got, in addition to all these additions, you've got Taylor Hall, you've got Nico Hischer, you've got the. Woefully underrated Kyle Palmieri. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's a lot to like about this team, yeah. but there's also a lot of question marks. Mm-hmm. Starting with goal, who in the is playing goal on this uh, team? Mackenzie Blackwood is. Yeah, I, thanks, I Mackenzie think. Blackwood. It's got to be. Yeah, he showed pretty well last season. Yeah, you know, maybe stakes weren't super high, but Mackenzie Blackwood was there for them. He, you know, he was obviously a bit of a dark horse, even though he did have. Canadian World Junior experience, but I mean, you, you couldn't ask any more from Mackenzie Black. Sure, right. When on a team that was job, not very good. On a team that was not very good, he had some pretty stellar numbers, and in a bizarre way, it's similar to the Carter Hart situation in Philly, where now it's can Mackenzie Blackwood do this over the course of an eighty-two yeah. game and season? That's the question. I know a guy. I know a guy working for the hockey who shouldn't say this, but who the hell is Jill Sen? <laughs> Young. Prospect is he Swiss. Pro- Swiss. That's what I figured. He's like yeah. six five. Okay. Yeah. Good. Ken's looking at the depth chart. He's yeah, looking at yeah. the number three yeah. behind Davos, Corey Snyder. HC Davos goalie. HC Davos okay. goalie. Yeah. He's their other tall Swiss goalie prospect, mm. other than the incredibly named Akira Schmid. Oh, okay. Akira Schmid. Yes. And he is named after the movie. I know. That's I incredible. Yes. Um, but the very fact that we're even having to, act, I mean, Mackenzie Blackwood is far from a lock. You can like what he did last year. Yeah. If you're telling me that you have full confidence, Mackenzie Blackwood locking down the crease. No, no. You said who's going to play goal. That's all you said. Okay. So yeah. okay. Yeah. I was insinuating, yeah. is that player going to play well uh, yeah, yeah, as yeah, well? Yeah. 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 Like, yeah. is this is this okay? Well, you're kind of you kind of you kind of riding him, right? Like you kind of have yeah. to. Yeah. Yeah. Because Corey, Corey, Corey Schneider. Schneider like, I, like I don't think anybody expects that that. No, it's a lot of mileage. That's going to be a revival tour, yeah. You know? yeah. Which is terrible because you couldn't you couldn't ask for a nicer guy. Than right, exactly. Yeah, so, yeah. It's a business. Yeah, he's just he's just lost his game. That's yeah. it. Yeah. 
Um, Ty Smith, you asked this question, Ryan, and I thought yes. it was pretty interesting. Is there any room for Ty Smith on this team this year? Yeah, and this is the same question that the Islanders will be asking right now about Noah Dobson, mm-hmm. where you have a young defenseman, incredibly skilled, but not yet eligible for the AHL. Right. Noah Dobson in in New York has won the past two Memorial Cups. He does not have anything else to prove in junior, but he would have to go he back has, to the Quebec he League. He has to prove that his stick won't break on a really Oh, too soon. <laughs> too soon. But yeah, like unless like you know, like and the Islanders, I mean, maybe they don't have room for Noah Dobson. He would have to earn his spot over some other established players. Long term, that's not going to be a problem. Right now, you know, I don't know if he's a nine gamer. Same thing with Ty Smith. Um, he might be a twenty gamer, and then he goes true. Back, then he goes back. Yeah, I mean, we get hung up on the nine and then games. Somebody, but somebody in the Quebec League who's making a go for it, making a run for it, trades for him, gets him for the second half. Shakuti, me for example. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Sticking with Ty Smith, that, that he's stops. in the WHL. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So Ty Smith, he's in the WHL, and really. I mean, Ty Smith, although Spokane is supposed to be very good this year, so if Ty Smith went back, he could just go for a title with Spokane. Right, right. But, I mean, this is a kid with a lot of potential, fantastic playmaking defenseman, can really move the puck. Not that the Devils are completely bereft of that right now because they do have Subban, they do have Vatnin, they do have Will Butcher. Uh, you know, even Severson's a good two-way guy. Yep. But... You get into those questions of development. Ken, I know you always sort of bang the drum on, you know, players never get ruined going back to junior. Um, But it is interesting to sort of bring up the question where, you know, Ty Smith, I think he had like 70 assists last year for the Spokane Chiefs. (laughs) Like how many more assists can he have? (laughs) So maybe this is a, you know, a case where New Jersey keeps him up. You know, he doesn't play every game, but he plays nine games or whatever it happens to be. Then he plays for Canada at the World Juniors, tries to get a gold medal. You know, he was on the team last year. And then that second half, you kind of chase that WHL title. It's it's a year where Kelowna's hosting the Memorial Cup, so there's going to be two bids from that league, which opens things up a little bit. But it's, it's an interesting question because there's a lot of skill to unlock there. Does it happen this year? Does it happen next mm-hmm. year? It's, uh, it's an intriguing it, you question. Know, and, and I think, too, that we're, you know, we almost have to start changing the way we're thinking about this stuff. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, you look at Rasmus Sandin in Toronto and, you know, guys like Dobson and, and Ty Smith, and it's like, you know, the conventional wisdom has always been don't rush them, don't rush them, don't rush them. But I think now we're having to, we're going to have to start changing our way of thinking because these kids are so good now. Yeah. You know, and, and you know, it, it wouldn't hurt, it wouldn't hurt him to go back and play junior. Mm. It, it, it really wouldn't. But it may not hurt him to play in the NHL yeah. either, you know. I mean, you're not necessarily ruining him by putting him in the sure. NHL. You're ruining him if you put him into the NHL and you put him into a into a situation which he's not prepared for or is not or can't handle. You know, but these kids have shown that they're pretty capable. Yeah, and that's, I, that was the point I was going to make because there's no reason if after the 9 games or 20 games whatever you want to call it if he shows if he shows that he's ready release him to the World Juniors. Yeah, that's fine. He can yeah. come back after he's done. If you feel like the World Juniors is a good experience for him, where he can go and play best on best, yep, it's a better experience than junior. But you still want him in the NHL. Mm-hmm. Let him yeah. go. Let yeah. him go. Especially because New Jersey, 
you're an exciting team. I, I kind of get the same feeling like they might come out like a house on fire and then start to fade back a little yeah. bit in a division. They're they're it's kind of that the Rangers, New Jersey, they're basically on the yeah, same totally. track. Yeah. What if they? Uh, what if they're really like out of it, and you haven't signed Taylor Hall yet? Ooh, that's a whole other podcast. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. Gotta save that one. That's that's a that's a burning question. That's down at number four. Right. <laughs> yeah. No. I no no. You've got to resign Hall. I mean, he's no. But like, if you're going nowhere in contract talks, and you know, it's pretty clear that things are going south. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Feels like Hall is a good fit there, though. Why am I flipping the page? We're already at Columbus. That's right. Oh, Columbus. Oh, poor Columbus. I I I applaud you, Yarmo Kikalainen, for going forward. You were close. It's true. I had you. I don't know. I can say going six games in the second round is close. I just keep burying you. That's all I keep doing. <laughs> this whole podcast. It's all I, done. I, Boom, I roasted. I <laughs> and I wasn't the only one had Columbus going all the way after winning against Tampa. I I. During I was at a couple of games of that Columbus Boston series, and my feeling was that whoever won that series was going to win the Stanley Cup. Mm, so you were wrong. I was wrong twice. on all of it. Sure, yeah, yeah. I was wrong yeah. on all of it, but yeah, it came pretty close. Yeah, but that. I, I, I thought like this was when Columbus was up two one, and and it wasn't looking like a lock for the Bruins until they kind of they kind of locked things down. Yeah. I I was thinking, yeah, we're looking at. We're looking at the Stanley Cup winner. The here. way they were playing, that was yeah. a good hockey team last year. It was, yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, we're not looking at a good hockey team right now. I no, I, I disagree. I think we're looking at a good hockey team. I think they're gonna be good. I think they're gonna be I, I don't think they're this pretty bad. decent. I don't think they're I I I think they're still gonna be good. Yeah. I think that when you lose your number one goaltender, mm-hmm. your de facto number one center. And an elite scoring winger, you're not going to be as good of a hockey club. There's a reason we've no, got them for No, eight. you're not going to be as good. But I, th- I still think they're going to be in the hunt. I really do. I still think they're going to be in the hunt. In this division, I think that they can make some noise and at least be in the mix. I, I think I, I, eighth I, is kind of harsh, but it's like... Well, this division, like, there's not a lot of separation between the Devils, the Rangers. I would not be be the least bit surprised if Columbus was was significantly better than New Jersey and the Rangers. I I I could see it too. Yeah, because those teams have huge question marks. But are they are they going to sneak up into fifth? Well, who knows? Like, who knows they what could. the Flyers are going to do this year, right? Yeah. Like, we keep waiting for them, but yeah. And we talked knows? about Pittsburgh, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just as I said, I I'm Eunice Corpusallo, Elvis Merzlik, Merz Merzlikins. What's so good? Like, do you Corpusallo's a good goalie. He's good. Yeah. He's not Bobrovsky. No, he's not. But Bobrovsky yeah. sucked in for two and a half months last year. And then well, he turned and then it around. He, and then he got it together, yeah. Yeah, I, I think that that's going to be a potential problem spot for them. Merzlikens has never played in North America before. Right. Traverse City. Never, never played in a league that's even close to yeah. the quality of a North American Yeah, league. I saw yeah. him in Traverse City. He was just okay yeah. playing against 18 to 23-year-olds. Right, right. He's going to have to get used to the smaller ice. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, he's a competitor. He's a he's a big guy. That scares me when that's the most glowing thing you can he's say. No, big guy, competitor. He's yeah. he's a good goaltender, but it's going to take a bit of time. 
And Columbus, if they're going to make the playoffs this year, I don't know if they have that time. So Corpus Allo is definitely going to have to step up at the very beginning while Merz Lickens gets his bearings. I don't know what's going to be more intriguing to watch, whether or not Columbus is going to be in the playoff mix or what it's going to be like if they're out of it. Because Tortorella, will, his head will explode. Right. <laughs> I, well, yeah. I mean, I, I, it becomes a matter of whether this team then goes into rebuild mode. Mm-hmm. Which I don't think you, you've got enough young parts there that yep. it's not so much I don't think a rebuild as a retool. And you've got yeah. you've got arguably one of the best defensemen in the league. That and that's yes. what I was about to say. That there there are things to like about this league. Pierre Luc Dubois, sure, excellent. Cam Atkinson, I think you know I don't think that guy gets enough credit. Year well, year. let's see what he does With without Panarin. Panarin. Yeah, let's. Yeah. But but still, he, pr- he produced still. before Panarin showed up. Yeah, he, go not back the way, and look. He not produced, the way he did after Panarin got he had some, right. he had he had some yeah, good seasons yeah, before yeah, Panarin showed yeah. up. Um, I think Pierre Luc Dubois is a bona fide number one elite center in the NHL now. Yeah, no question. I agree. Yeah, one of Yarmo's best moves. Yeah, instead yeah, of Jesse Pulley Harvey. <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah. I'm saying that with complete hindsight. Yep. Yeah. Yep. However, yeah. I just look at this. Uh, lineup, and I wonder wh- where the goals are going to come from. Well, Alex Wenberg, Wenberg's got to be better. He's got Wenberg. He's got to be better. Yeah, because he had like two goals last yeah, year. Yeah, two goals. Yeah, he almost yeah. mathematically has to be better. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and Oliver Bjorkstrand, I think there's this is the year where it's like, okay, if you don't score this year, then we should probably give up. Yeah, that's. Uh, but maybe he will. I like I like Jones. I like Wierenski. I like Dubois. I'm just everything is like if this guy does this and this guy does this and this guy does this, then this team's gonna be pretty good. Hmm. Not all those things are gonna go the right way. They but do a lot sometimes. of them will. They do sometimes. sometimes. Like Seth Jones is gonna be really good. Zach Wierenski is gonna be really good. Sure, Dubois is gonna but be really any, good. Would anybody be like super shocked if Seth Jones won the Norris Trophy in 2019-20? I would not be shocked. Like, would we thought he was going to shocked? last year. Uh, I would be shocked. I would not be shocked. I would be shocked. Yeah. I wouldn't. I feel like the only thing holding him back would be the fact that he doesn't put up like really big, gross offensive numbers. Right. And he probably won't on this team where if they're going to win, they're going to do it. Locking down. Locking things down. Yeah. But if you watch Seth Jones play and you look at the totality of his game, he's one of the best defensemen in the NHL. Mm-hmm. And then it becomes... A matter of do voters go with somebody a little more flashy that has more offensive numbers, or do they look at a guy that is just logging a ton of important minutes on a team that needs him and getting the job done while still contributing offensively? Mm-hmm. Norris trophies don't go to teams that finish eighth in their division. So says All right. That does it for the podcast this week. Uh, who are we doing next week? Pacific. Pacific. We only have division. one left. That's it. We're going to be more Pacific. Oh. Okay. Yes. Oh. Yeah, I don't even know That's what he's talking about. Oh. More specific. Yeah, boo. Oh my. Oh I know. My Lord. I know. And we got to end on that too. Wow. Maybe we can edit that out. Can I leave now? <laughs> we can leave exactly right now. Well, we can oh, all wait, leave the ship right is now. Still on fire. <laughs> <laughs> we can all leave right now because that's the end of the podcast. Ken Campbell, Ryan Kennedy, I'm Edward Fraser. Thanks so much for listening.